1: Sport city, sport city, chef, chefs, sport city, sport city, chef, chef, sports city, sport city, ships, chef, chefs, sport city, sport city. Yes, lo, we got a brand new one Joe Biden, we ride and I pray you haven't said Word from the wise, my people stay ahead of. Come on, I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes me Case goes from cold to hot, state Kaboom, Sports City chefs is in the room Cooking up hot topics to put up on your the spoon They well in tune, blown like a flower in June Superman verse and doom, the clouds loom To so tell a friend, it's the Sports City chefs again Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again Sports City, Sports City chefs, chefs
0: The kid. Uh, 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 took off his blazer, loosened up the tie, stepped aside the kitchen. Timeless is alive. for City? What's going on? It's your boy TP. Timeless back at the helm. You already know how this thing go down hopefully y'all can do the dishes the call the number is 929-477-2759 we got you locked and loaded for at least the next 59 minutes or so if it gets fire in here we'll extend it if not we could go out there and enjoy this sunday but this is the first sunday of june i can't believe we are at the midway point of the year but let's get a word from the sponsor and then we'll kick this thing off the best way possible <laughs>
1: This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at PHIapparel.co. That's PHIapparel.co co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last.
0: Yes, and that is it. Everything going on in Philadelphia right now from baseball trying to pick things up. Hopefully the Phillies can get out of their way and pick it back up like they did last season. Of course, we talked about how things fell apart for the Eagles, but we are coming into the OTA season, training season, everything and and above. And, of course, the sisters just uh, fell apart. They got a new coach there uh, and Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is now the new guy in Philadelphia. So Philadelphia's still ringing somehow, somewhere in the sport world, but not on the uh, trophy side, if you will. But we'll, we'll get into this as best as we can. First and foremost, I want to talk about the Boston world where Clarissa Shields just had to defend her title. Um, she clearly won her bout that she had every round they, they gave her an atta- uh 10-round fight that she had um the girl that she was fighting uh they actually get one of the judges actually said it was a, a 10-8 round and she didn't get knocked down but she just clearly got out class and clarissa did her thing and they had this fight in michigan her hometown um well the home state it, it took place in detroit and every boxer that was on the card was a michigan boxer so that was good to at least see her try to you know Build up a venue in Michigan. And a lot of people came out to support her last night. So that was a big deal for at least the boxing world as of now. Another thing that just took flight to, and I did not want to see this happen, but it is going to go down. Bud Crawford is now fighting for Terrence Bud Crawford. Let me say it the right way. Arrow, the truth, Spence. And this is the fight that, as a fan, I love, but as like a, you know, well, let me say, as an analyst, I love. As a fan, I don't want to see it happen because it's like both of these guys are great in their own venue. Uh, these guys both are undefeated, and I don't want to see one of them lose their zero, but somebody, oh, has to go. It's always like that when these undefeated fighters go at it. And um, the history in boxing, you see a lot of these boxes go at it, whether it's Hagler Hearns or Leonard Hagler. I, I mean, there's just so many different names in the boxing world that we remember from revisionist history to now watching these two go at it. And the crazy part about the setup is the fight is that uh, Crawford is the lighter fighter, but the way that he strikes, it makes it a very interesting fight to where Errol is the bigger fighter and he has to go into dangerous, you know, water to try to fight Crawford to, to his style. This is a very dangerous fight for both of these guys, but, um, a lot of people favor Crawford to win this fight. And I'm I'm going for Spence. I'm a Spence guy. I like the way Spence fights. fights uh, Spence fights the old school way, uh, attacks the body. It works elsewhere. Once you start to uh, try to defend other parts of the body, and um, Crawford is a very good counterfighter, and, and I love the way I love his style too. It, it, these two styles. This is the best style fight ever um, that they were able to put together. This is coming up soon. I I feel like a proud dad. I don't want to see these two fight. I do not want to see these two fights. But for the boxing world, I, I think this is going to generate a ton of money. And um, I, I think this might set up for a, a trilogy. I don't, I don't think this is a one-time fight. Um, I really think that one thing that could happen, I think if this goes the distance, this will favor Spence. If this is a quick fight, like somebody gets knocked out, I think Crawford could end up knocking out Spence. Just because the way Spence fights Spence, Spence will take damage to get what he needs to get done. Um, if he could avoid any of Crawford's, you know, counter-strike, that would be a very interesting situation. But definitely in their own right for both of these boxers, they deserve to get their big payday. And this fight right here will definitely set up for an interesting, an interesting uh, payday for the two of these guys, to say the least. Okay, so the next thing I do have is the uh, – I don't know which way I want to go. I kind—I of, definitely want to say basketball for last, but uh, for sure, I do want to get into one thing, and that is the NHL. I'm trying to get all of my appetizers out of the way before I start getting into the big stuff. And uh, the NHL setup situation is uh, right now it's 1-0 in the Stanley Cup final. The uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are up one nothing. They won their match, uh, game one, five to two, in which the Panthers have been taking care of business in the Eastern Conference. Uh, knocking off the likes of Boston, moving right along and just taking care of business all throughout the Eastern uh, Conference. And then they get into this situation where I feel like Vegas is red hot. And uh, last time they were here was when that massacre happened out there on the Strip. And I still remember that because I, I do have people out there in Vegas that I know. And uh, they weren't out there during the uh, the country music ceremony that they had. It was a free concert out there. But that year, the Vegas Knights have ran all the way to the Stanley Cup and lost in the finals. This year is like no distraction. There's nothing like pushing them other than themselves, and they've creamed through the uh, the Western Conference, and they get here right now, and they're not playing any games, uh, putting up five where It seems like almost every game that they're playing, they're at least scoring more than three to four goals. They're going to have to get your goalie tight. He has to get a lot of saves, and you got to be able to go shot for shot with these guys as best as possible. Vegas has been able to move fast on the ice, and they've been able to score as well. It's tough to stop that scenario, especially if they're able to play defense too. The Stars actually scored on them a good bit in that last little run uh, in the Western Conference. But right now, Florida has to go back to the drawing board and do what it took to knock off the likes of Carolina and other teams in the Eastern Conference as well. I don't know if they can go out here in the Valley and still game two, especially the, the momentum that the Vegas Knights have right now. And I can just imagine what it looks like because that that city has been trying to look for a winner since they've been bringing people in there, Um, especially the Aces. The Aces brought one back just as recent for the WNBA, and they're they're red hot still. So um, I I think Vegas is the place to be. If they could get a a male winner, like, like a real deal pro sport male team to win, and it's looking like the Knights can do it. I want to go to Vegas. I want to go to Vegas as soon as they get it done. I really feel like that's going to be a party zone like – I know it's the party zone. It ain't, I feel. I know it's the party zone. I can just imagine them walking down the strip, them shutting down the strip in the middle of June or July and and having a heck of a time. That That's going to be crazy to see this potentially happen. I got to get out there. Even though I ain't no Vegas Knights fan, I know I'm a Ranger fan. I'm, I'm cheating. Just to go celebrate or see the celebration, that would be crazy. Uh, especially, I think it's six years ago that happened in 2017 with the uh, shooting out there uh, in Vegas. So, and, and that was their inaugural season. So it's been six years since they've been in the league that they could try to bring this back. But it's not all said and done. Florida could definitely get back into this series and make something happen. But the way that the Knights have been playing, it, I know the Panthers are going to have to go back to that drawing board and try to steal one. This is the this is a surprise game right here, Game Two. If they could go into this uh, building and and steal a game and go back to Florida and be comfortable to be back in front of the aircraft, because they've been doing as much as they can uh, in this NHL season. Okay, the next thing I do have is the baseball season, and this is crazy because uh, where things are going. Across the board in the MLB, um, one thing is that I'm, I'm one of my friends that I uh, actually talked to uh, is a diehard Yankee fan, and everybody, you know, I'm in the Northeast region of the United States, and um, basically everything out here is either Red Sox Nation or the the Yankees Empire or. If the Mets will ever get it figured out, if they can get out of their own way, it's very interesting to see how this may potentially go. But I I think the Yankees are slowly climbing back into the uh, driver's seat. They're in an interesting series right now. They just split up 1-1 out in L.A. I I will talk about that as best as possible. Um, The Red Sox are at the bottom of the AL East, in which they are still above 500. This division is still the best division in baseball. Um, First of all, I'll start there. The AL. Okay, I always save them for last. I'll start with them first. The AL East has the best records across the board in the division in the MLB. the The Rays are forty one and nineteen, leading the entire league. The Baltimore Orioles are thirty six and twenty two. They're four games back. The Yankees are thirty five and twenty five. They are six games back. The Toronto Blue Jays are thirty two and twenty seven, eight and a half games back. And like I just mentioned, the Red Sox are at the bottom of the division. They're thirty and twenty eight. They are ten games back and they are four and six out of their last ten. Um, this is incredible how the Rays have been able to continue to keep this this hotness going on into the month of June. I thought that they would slow down sooner or later, especially the way they came out of the month of April. They haven't. They've been actually taking care of business and uh the way that Randy Arroz Arena has been playing, that the whole team has been buying in. Um, their last ten, they're six and four out of the last ten as well. They've been able to go into people's, uh, you know, stadiums and win as well. They're fifteen and thirteen on the road. Uh, let alone when you go up in the Tampa Bay and and play in that uh, cat uh, dome. They're twenty six and six. They are. That's that's a madhouse. That's a house of horror trying to go out there and play up against the. Uh, the Rays down in their place. Um in the AL Central, you have the Twins that are thirty one and twenty eight leading the division. The Tigers are right behind them, twenty six and thirty, they are three and a half back. The Cleveland Guardians are twenty six and thirty two, they're four and a half back. The Chicago White Sox are twenty five and thirty five and they are six and a half back. And the Kansas City Royals are seventeen and forty one. They're thirteen and a half back, in which the White Sox have just beaten The Tigers to keep them kind of off of the uh, Twins' back, but the Twins are in a rubber match uh, as as of today, going up against the Cleveland Guardians. This is no, actually, excuse me, no, they just won the third game. This is the fourth game of the series. They can tie it uh, if they win today. Excuse me, I said that wrong. The Twins won the first two. The Indians won the third. The Indians could actually win this this fourth game if they could tie this up. If not, the Twins could take this 3-1, and this will take a, an interesting jump for them within the uh, t- division lead at this point. Um, crazy enough, the Tigers have actually slowly turned this thing around. Um, right now, they their last 10, they're 5-5. Five five, but um, where they came from to where they are now, i got to give the Tigers a lot of credit to actually be in front of the, the Guardians. I think this, this is due to them playing less games than the Guardians. They have the same amount of wins but less losses. They, uh, the Guardians have two more games played. They have two more losses. So we'll see how the Tigers do paying out in their next couple of games. The next division I have is an interesting one. I'm wondering if this does change face within the next if within this week. If it's within this week or the next two weeks, I think this could potentially happen, but the Rangers are still playing good ball at this point in time. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. They are thirty seven and twenty at this time. The Houston Nationals are turning this thing around. They're thirty five and twenty three, two and a half back. The Angels are slowly in the wave of things. They've fallen though. They are thirty and thirty at this point in time, or even five hundred. They are eight and a half back. The Seattle Mariners are twenty nine and twenty nine. They're at five hundred also. They are eight and a half back as well. And rounding out the bottom of the MLB. <laughs> and the bottom of their division as well is the Oakland Athletics. They are 12-48 and 48 at this point in time, and they are 26-and-a-half back at the beginning of June. I, this is sad, and this is a sad way to close out that uh, stadium. Uh, Oakland, please, please, I want to I challenge you, Oakland. I You probably will never get this, but I want to see you guys win 65 games. I don't even want it to be 100 losses. If you got to win a 65-win season, out of this one, like and still keep it under a hundred wins like that, that'd be great. I think you guys will probably end up with a hundred or better losses this season, just because I don't feel like anybody's in tune to play ball for you guys at this point in time of the season. The next division I have is the National League East. The Atlanta Braves are sitting atop. They are thirty four and twenty four. Uh they are five and five out of their last ten. These guys are taking care of business on the road, they have a better road record than they do have down there at home in the Turner section of the Cobb area. Let me just say it: it's not really Atlanta. They're not in Atlanta. Not Atlanta, the song goes. Uh, the next team behind them are the Marlins. Miami Marlins are 31 and 28. They are three and a half games back. The Mets, like I said, if they could get out of their way, they are above 500. They're 30 and 29 at this point in time. They are four and a half games back. The Philadelphia Phillies, like I mentioned earlier, hopefully they could turn this thing around, especially after the season that they had last night, or excuse me, last year. They are 26-32 and 32 at this point in time. They are eight games back, and to round out the bottom of the division, the Washington Nationals are 25-33. and 33, But the surprising thing about the Nationals is they'll win games here or there, and that's what makes this team tough, especially hearing news about Strasburg, if he could actually get back on the diamond and do some things. He's actually injured again. Um, and this has been an injury riddle career that a lot of people thought that he would be promising to, I don't really just want to say dominate, but be one of these notable pitchers across the league. And he can't really get out of his own way due to injury and the history that he's had dealing with the bug of an injury. Um, but nevertheless, the Nationals are at the bottom of the division, but they are playing decent ball at this point in time. Even though they're 25 and 33, they do play teams tough. Um, in the NL Central, you have the Milwaukee Brewers, who are 31-27 and 27, leading the division. They are 5-5, five five, 500 out of the last 10 games. They are on a two-game winning streak. Um, they are 500 away from home as well, too. They're playing decent ball. The Pirates are maintaining their stamina, if you will. Uh, they're 30-27. and 27. They're a half game back. The Cincinnati Reds are turning this thing around. They're 26-32. They're five games back. The Chicago Cubs are 25-32. They're five-and-a-half games back. And to bring up the bottom of the division, the Cardinals are 25 and 34. They are six and a half back. It's interesting to see that the NL Central is struggling and the teams that are struggling at this point in time within the division, especially the Cubs and the, 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 Cubs and the Pirates, those two being interesting stories. One, the Pirates have not really been successful in, in years past, and the way that the Cubs have come from that World Series win, watching a lot of players that were so – how should I say, uh, supplemental to the team, got divided up and put on other teams. You got Rizzo that went to New York. You got Bryant that went out west, and they don't really have the same stock of players there now, and they're falling. And as well as the Cardinals, the way that the Cardinals played ball last year, the run that they've been on, for them to be at the bottom of the NL Central, uh, street vines that they can get back into the thing, which I feel like they do have the wheelhouse to do it. They do have an offense that could create hits, but they need to... <laughs> They need to put a log of wins together. That is the one thing that's crippling them at this point in time. And last but not least, across the bottom of the uh the NL, at least or let me just say on the other side of the country, not just say the bottom of the NL, but in the NL West, we have the Arizona Diamondbacks who are thirty-five and twenty-four with the interesting run that they are on. They are tied with the Los Angeles Dodgers who are both thirty-five and twenty-four uh in which the Dodgers are in the rubber match. That's the game that I'm really looking forward to today. So like I said to one of my friends that's a Yankee fan. Uh we've been talking about how this this series will go down. And of course Garrett Cole was able to avenge the loss that they took Friday yesterday. And the San Francisco Giants are twenty nine and twenty nine. They're five and a half games back, sitting at five hundred. The Padres are twenty seven and thirty one. They are sitting at seven and a half games back. Can they turn this thing around is the question. And last but not least, bringing up the bottom of their division is the Colorado Rockies, and they're 26-34. They are nine-and-a-half games back. Um, I'm really wondering if the Diamondbacks can keep this going. And uh, this has been the talk of the MLB at this point in time is uh, the way that the Diamondbacks have been playing well out west. Can they eclipse the Dodgers because the Dodgers have been taking care of business in the division, uh, making run after run to the at least to the World Series or doing the best to get to the NLCS, you know that blue and white has been out there as best as possible. Can they change the narrative? Can Arizona play consistent is the question, and we will have to see if this can get done. That is the one thing that I'm waiting for, to see if somebody can uh, contend with the Dodgers at this point in time. I don't know if they have it in their bag. We will see, though, because uh, the way that the Dodgers have been up and down, some of these pitchers have been playing well. Uh, pitching well, Kershaw came out with a good, effective night on Friday night, and they just had to – they fell short pitching out, let them down yesterday. They gave up over five runs. I think it was a 6-1 game. I'm not looking at the scores right now um, when they, they lost to the Yankees yesterday. So we will see how this goes down in Los Angeles, California, and Dodger Stadium. Um, <laughs> this is interesting as the crazy part of this year, right, We have the baseball season starting. You have the NHL season coming to a close with that trophy on the line. And probably the talk of all talks right now is the NBA Finals. And uh, I I don't know what it's going to take for the state of Florida to turn this thing around because both of them being the Panthers and the Heat are at the pinnacle and uh, may end up potentially falling to a bigger uh, favorite. Uh, and knowing that the Heat are looking at a favorite in the Denver Nuggets. And I don't know who's going to stop the Denver Nuggets. These guys are outrageously good at this point in time right now. They're playing like the hair is on fire. Jokic is the one that everybody's worried about, but it's like, who do you stop, Jokic or the people they're passing the ball to? Um, Jokic is dominating the game, how point guards that we're used to seeing doing is like Magic and Jason Kidd and, like, not needing to score to have the imprint in the game but doing enough to make people like we got to get him off the floor or attack him and get him in foul trouble or make him tired or do something to get past him. He's doing just enough to have his hand in the game, whether it's rebounding, whether it's playing good defense and making people take tough shots or making all of the best passes that he needs to. He does have to take a questionable shot and let him down at the end of the shot clock. He has to pull a crazy three and he's still hitting it. Nikola Jokic, like I said before, I don't. I'm gonna keep echoing it. I apologize, man. I was one of the people that was like, "Well, Embiid is playing good," and I don't know if they could overlook Jokic because the way Jokic went back-to-back uh, MVPs, Jokic is the other one. There. I, I think he might have been. It, it might have been a mistake given that the Embiid, and, and I think this was like firepower for Jokic to prove to everybody like like he really is him. Uh, Jokic, I apologize. Especially if you get this done, or especially if you got sweep the Heat. I feel like this could potentially happen. The Heat don't have a big to deal with Jokic, even though Bam has been playing good offensively. Defensively he's still he's still getting a triple double. He had a twenty seven point triple double. He had fourteen assists. This is he just set a record. Especially as a center. So I don't know what they're gonna be able to do if especially if all of the others, like Shaq likes to say, come up and step up and play good ball. Um, And this is outside of Jamal Murray because Jamal's a given. I feel like Jamal's just enough as a face of the team as much as Jokic is. But if Michael Porter Jr. is playing well Aaron Gordon is coming up playing big for them and saying that he's not all about the attention, he's the one that gets the win and bring this back to Colorado, which I feel like this is going to happen. I don't know if they sweep. I I don't think they got enough to go down to Miami and steal two. But um, I think they're definitely going to defend home well. Um, Game two is tonight. I feel like the Heat their hands are full, uh, to save the the least bit to get into this here. If the Heat could steal this one, my jaw will hit the floor. But he could go into game two in Colorado and go back and be calm and go back to Miami and try to get a three one lead on Denver after if if the way that the Nuggets blew them out game one, this, this will speak a lot of volumes on, on you know, never counting a, a champion out. But the way that Strews shot the ball and Caleb Martin, they both out of these two, they only hit one shot and they took combined. They they combined for over like double digit attempts and they only hit one shot in this game. I definitely think it'll change. I don't know if it's enough because they still lost by double digits in that game, but um, they're going to have to play defense. They're going to have to stop other people. And like I said, they're going to have to figure out a way how they're going to deal with Jokic. that is the biggest piece of this puzzle. Um, Bam and them are going to have to stay out of foul trouble the best way they can to see possible. And Butler's going to have to have one of those Boston Celtic nights. Like, he's going to have to give them, want to be fair, like a 27 or 35-point night. He needs that for them to win. They need that. And they have to play collective team defense. If they can play team defense, slow down Jokic, I feel like they do have a shot. If not, these guys are in a lot of trouble, uh, to say the least. But, but game two is is the big bundle tonight where you know a team's going to show their best in game one but game two this is the toughest part to see if they could actually go up to and put all of the pressure back on Miami I feel like Denver does have enough ammunition to get it done but Miami's upset people before too so this is going to be big to see if the Heat can overcome this and go back to South Beach at least splitting 1-1 in Denver but if they don't have enough to get it done this is a – I don't even know how to applaud these guys more for them to be a playing team, to go off this incredible run, not even playing with half of their team. Oladipo's been out. They're trying to get Tyler Harrow back, one of their best shooters. Um, they're saying that he might be available for tonight. We'll see. Um, but still, yeah, he's coming off of a break, and um, he hasn't been running in, like, mid-season condition. He's been out there on the sideline, probably shoot, taking shots, but he hasn't been running around uh, as best as possible. But if he can get out there and be effective and knock down a couple of shots, I think that helps the Heat. But I don't know if that's enough, especially if he's a detriment instead of a help at this point in time. Because so they still have guns on this side. They got Max Struce that can hit shots. If Gabe Vincent can come in and hit shots as well, this will be big for the Miami Heat. But we will see if they have what it takes to take on the uh, – The Nuggets, at least for Game Two, at this point in time, I feel like if they get back to Miami, I feel like they can set some things up and try to tie this thing back up too. Too, if they don't take care of business in Game Two, but if they if they get blown out Game Two, (laughs) I'll be singing a different tune. Game Three and Game Four, just because they just swept the Lakers really bad, and that's LeBron over there, that's Anthony Davis over there, and um, I feel like Jimmy Butler is as talented as one or two of them. I mean, it's like he's in the ring. Of course, LeBron's name is bigger than Jimmy Butler's, but I feel like he's still on the same level of basketball as these guys are. And um, Jokic and company, they are not selfish. They're self selfless and uh, able to get this done. And I got to tip my hat to the way that Malone has been able to get these guys to play ball uh, together. You don't know who it is. You don't know who who's really going to be the one you have to worry about. If you have to go in the paint, and stop Jokic from what he's doing or if Gordon getting to the rim or having to slow down Murray for a barrage or if you guys keep leaving MPJ wide open for threes, and these guys are all ready to make the difference in this series, I, I, I must say. So um, across the board pretty much covered everything that I needed to cover for the day. Uh, I definitely know that we have a setback right now in the building, but that's okay. We at least get this out, get as much as possible that we can get done for today. Uh, Check us out across the board. We have topic after topic throughout the week, especially with Barry, Sirius, Chandler uh, going through Thursday and also on the cookout with me and Barry ourselves on the cookout as well. Just check out. Stay tuned, everything that we got going on. The bunch is still back. Uh, Everything that went down on the Memorial Day weekend definitely was running around heavy for the uh, holiday. But we are back in the middle of the year with June right here, to say the most. I really can't wait to see how this game two goes down. If Miami can steal this game, this will be something to talk about, especially on Wednesday night uh, where the cookout to be rocking and they should be back down in Miami. I don't know whether it's a 2-0 deficit or a split. This will be very interesting to see how this series goes. But the way Denver's been playing, they've been playing like the hair is on fire and um, the MVP <laughs> – the MVP, Jokic, I tip my hat, man. Even everybody, Everybody's in love with him. He's a guy that you don't want to be mad at because he's so cool, and everybody's trying to show the bad face when he did that to the twin Morris and shoving him in his back. He had to get hospital attention, so on and so forth. Now everybody's in love with Jokic. I bet you a lot of 15 jerseys are going to be sold after this season, and the crazy part is is he's wearing 15 and Carmelo just retired, Carmelo will not be able to retire that number in Denver. It's on somebody's back right now and he actually has at least a MVP. He has two altogether, but Carmelo didn't. So that's, it's going to be tough if Melo's ever to, able to get his jersey retired. Well, I don't know if New York will put the seven up or if if the Lakers will put his jersey up. I know the Thunder won't do that or the Rockets won't do that. Carmelo does deserve to get his jersey retired, but I don't know where it's going to end up happening. It definitely won't happen in Denver. It won't be Jokic uh, taking that jersey off his back. I think Jokic is the guy that'll have that number retired at the end of his career. Sports City, stay tuned again. The, the website is getting back updated. Week that's in construction right now, getting that thing together. Uh, like I said, we'll be back to you at least in the at at the least in the middle of the week. Um, if not, you probably be hearing from us sooner with serious and the guys uh, getting things done, especially with football on the horizon as well. A lot of moves potentially happening. Uh, wondering where D-Hop end up going. Uh, they still can't really figure out where he wants to go. And this is the one thing that I want for D-Hop, though, is if he can actually go to a team before August. I don't want him to just land somewhere in August and then just get out there for preseason games and then try to figure out the offense. Then at least give that team a right, legit time to run with you and figure out the offense, and then they have to deal with all of the weapons that you add to. That's the one way I see it. Port City, like I said, stay tuned food for thought. Hopefully, these people can still do these dishes on that note. Tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again, and if they don't know, now they know. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chef, Sports City, Sports City,
1: Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, sport city chef. Sports City, sport Chefs, Chefs, chef. Sports City. Sport city chef, chef. Sports City, kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your the spoon, they well in tune, bloom like a flower in June, Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom, to so tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we on the set again, Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. the kids. uh